expressed on this podcast are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of my fabulous sponsors or advertisers. Any content provided by our bloggers or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. This disclaimer was provided by DisclaimerTemplate.com. Hello everyone, it is Saturday, March 13th, 2021, and on today's episode of As the Massage Table Turns, we are going to be on Reader's Digest, rd.com, and we are going to be reading the article, Why Do Adult Siblings Stop Speaking? The Psychology Behind Family Estrangements and sibling rivalries. It was written by Sarah Echo, updated December 13th, 2019, from Psychology Today. Brother and sister estrangement is a surprisingly common and unspoken occurrence. Why ties break down and how real families reconcile? Hope Rising used to dread holiday dinners with her family. Her older sister made each meal miserable with snide comments about nearly everything Rising said or did. After one particularly insult-laden meal, Rising's father asked her sister to apologize or leave. She left husband and kids in tow. That's when Rising decided the relationship was over. It took 14 years and a fatal cancer diagnosis for the sisters to speak again. Blood enemies. In many families, there comes a time when a decision is made that someone is done. Sometimes childhood dynamics can metastasize into toxic resentment. Sometimes an awareness dawns that you have never liked the person passing the mashed potatoes and you see no reason to keep trekking halfway across the country to see her. Sometimes an aging parent's needs or the prospect of an inheritance fire the burner under simmer dysfunction. The number of Americans who are completely estranged from a sibling is relatively small. Probably less than 5%, says Carl Pilmer, a Cornell University professor. I might be spelling, I might be pronouncing it wrong. Anyway, yet only 26% of 18 to 65-year-olds in an Oakland University survey reported having a highly supportive sibling relationship. 19% had an 
apathetic relationship and 16% had a hostile one. I'm in that group. When University of Pittsburgh psychologist Daniel Shaw, who studies sibling relationships in children, discussed a paper on his research on radio shows, he was surprised to get many calls from adults eager to talk about the pain of their relationships with their sisters or sisters and brothers. Something happened and they never forgave each other. So now they were calling in to talk about how they had decided to forgive or how they hadn't spoken for 20 or 30 years. Some people cover up their estrangement because it's tricky or embarrassing to explain. Cynthia Donnelly, a personal trainer in New York, used to lie. I'd say, oh, my brother's great, blah, blah, blah. In reality, their relationship ended three years ago after she checked her phone in the airport and found this message from him. Hey, you haven't left yet. I hope your plane crashes. Although the total break with her brother has been a relief in some ways, Donnelly grieves their relationship. It's shameful to tell people who ask, why can't you get along? What's the big deal? How sibling rivalry turns to strife. As kids, brothers and sisters fight. They get angry for stealing toys or crossing invisible boundaries in the backseat of the car. The ability to fight with your sibling and resolve those conflicts can be an important developmental achievement, says University of Illinois psychologist Lori Kramer. Siblings who never learn to manage these conflicts are most at risk for adult family estrangements, says Katherine Conger, director of the Family Research Group at the University of California, Davis. You have no incentive to remain in contact. You just want to stay away. There are two personality types who appear prone to being estranged by siblings. Those who are extremely hostile and those whom Jim Safer, a New York City psychotherapist, caused, calls grievance collectors. These are the ones who say, you never thanked me for the flowers I gave you in 1982. That wears very thin on people. Cheryl Booth has encountered both traits. The youngest of six, Booth was the late-in-life child who unseated her sister as the baby of the family. Since then, stop moving, thing. Since then, Booth feels her sister has resented every position. I'm sorry. Since then, 
Booth feels her sister has resented every positive event in her life. Vacations, singing and acting performances, even her decision to take Buddhist vows. The sight of birthday greetings on Booth's Facebook page sent her sister into a rage. She put up a rant on my wall asking why people are calling me a friend, Booth says, because if only they knew the truth about me and what a horrible person I am, they wouldn't like me. Booth unfriended her sister. Mom did have a favorite. To some extent, evolution is to blame. Siblings are hardwired to engage in rivalry because they compete with one another for one of life's most critical resources, parental care. 200 years ago, half of all children did not make it out of childhood, says Frank Soloway, a professor of psychology at the University of California, Berkeley. The intensity of sibling competition makes much more sense when you realize that very small differences and parental favoritism could determine whether a child is taken to a doctor or not. Two-thirds to three-quarters of mothers have a favorite child, according to Pilmer's research. When favoritism is obvious or is interpreted as such, Siblings are more likely to become estranged. But many adults shrug off perceived less favored child status. Others let it fester. The difference is how the siblings feel about their adult lives, says psychologist Joshua Coleman, co-chair of the Council on Contemporary Families. Those with successful careers and fulfilling lives are less likely to fixate on the past and even enjoy overcoming their underdog reputation. We'll be right back after this brief pause. To break up or make up. Completely cutting off a sibling, regardless of how much it may be deserved, has serious ramifications. Safer says, those who initiate family estrangement often feel deep regret later. We have our parents for 30 to 50 years, but we have siblings for 50 to 80 years, she says. This is the only person who remembers your childhood and you have nothing to say to them? It's tragic. I'm in a tragedy right now. 
All the people interviewed for this story say they would reconcile if their siblings apologized and were willing to start fresh. Hope Rising experienced that, though it took a tragedy. Last year, her sister was found to have terminal cancer. Rising flew to Denver to visit. When I walked into my parents' house, she was actually happy to see me. Her sister apologized for having treated her so poorly. The sisters talk about once a week now. I'm glad she had a change of heart, Rising says, but I'm sorry for the circumstances because she has less than a year to live and all those years were wasted. Christine Parizo had cut off her brother after he said he couldn't get off work to fly from California to Massachusetts for her daughter's baptism and she discovered he went to Las Vegas instead. But two years later, Parizo agreed to meet him while she was in California on business. He explained that her daughter's baptism had been during the final stages of his divorce. I had no idea what he had been going through, she says. After that, Parizo's brother started texting and connecting via Instagram and Facebook. More important, she says, was was reclaiming their history. It's nice to share memories with someone who has the same perspective. This is one reason Kramer notes that even siblings in contentious relationships still feel pulled to one another. Another person knows how your mother gets when she's packing for a trip or when the car breaks down, she says. That shared set of experiences and that shared understanding are very, are very powerful. Now, this was originally published in oh wait, originally published in Reader's Digest. First appeared in Psychology Today, March 9th, twenty fifteen. Copyright twenty fifteen. Copyright twenty fifteen by Sarah Echo. Psychology Today. Com. And that is the end of that article, you guys. And what I'm going to say is my sister dear and I are always in a contentious relationship. We have our moments where we are up and right now a moment we are down. And I, as the older sister, sometimes just feel beat up and I get tired and I get tired of my siblings not supporting me because they oh well, I'm not in the social media I wasn't in the social media either until the silly pandemic came along and I use this as an outlet and I have gained additional friends and family you for example listening to me read these articles i was at my sister's house earlier today after a long day of work and i went to go and visit and i was met with basically i'm not interested in you or anything that's going on with you because i'm too busy being interested in the nothingness that i'm doing So, again, like I said on one of my 
TikToks, which none of my family are interested in. Oh, yes, by the way, I went viral on one of my videos. I got a million uh, follows, of course, after I left the creator fund. But no one in my family is into social media, except, you know, my kids and my youngers, my nephew and my niece. And they're not even into it like I am because none of them are on social media with the number of followers that I have. So, I don't know if they're... I'm not going to say they're jealous. I don't think they're jealous. They're just uninterested. And it's sad when you're in a family and no one supports what you're doing. Been there, done that, for all, mostly all of my life because I've always had interests that my family members did not share. And for my family members, my especially my siblings, and as you all saw from the article I just read, I have to spend more years on the planet with them, but I don't have to associate with them. But it hurts me to not be able to connect with my siblings. It hurts me to not be able to sit down and have a conversation with them without them invalidating what I'm talking about in opposed to what they're talking about. You know? So, if you're in a dysfunctional family that doesn't have any fun in it, I'm going to give this tip. Do you? If your family members come around, they'll come around. Now, I'm right now, I did send my sister some mean text messages. I don't want to be bothered with her. But there will come a time where I will not feel that way. And I'll want to be bothered with her. But it's it's on my sister, dear. She is not interested in my life at this moment. And she may have inadvertently, you know, made it clear. But she made it clear to me. And I'm pretty sure she'll go, oh, that's not what I meant. I don't give a fuck. That's how I perceived it. You're not interested in me, my life, my podcast, or anything else that's going on with me because you've got all of that nothingness going on in your life, which I don't know if, you, if you're if you not doing anything, but I know you don't have a job right now. I know that you spend a lot of your free time being free, doing nothing productive, even though you claim that you're doing something. Yeah, you're babysitting your granddaughter. But right now, her father is available. So you don't even have to do that. So all you really are doing with your time is nothing. You're walking around in circles. Sister dear. And all you're doing when someone comes around you that is trying to do something other than nothing is to disparage them and to call the kettle black. You're acting like a racist white person trying to gaslight people into making them feel like they're crazy because you're not doing anything when you have the potential to be everything. I'm not calling the kettle black I'm calling the kettle lazy. I'm calling the kettle 
um, disengaged. I'm calling the kettle not wanting to participate in life anymore other than to just sit in your fucking space and be in control when you're in your space. And once you leave out of your little cubicle space or your little home space, because you can't control the world, then you don't want to participate in the world. And for all of you who don't want to participate in the world because you can't control it, guess what? You can control yourself. And if you choose to withdraw from life, don't get mad at those of us who are trying to participate in life. I love you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me rant and rave and read my articles or whatnot. They're not my articles, but other people's articles. Don't let anybody take you off your square, even though right now I'm off my square. I'm a human being. I can get off my square occasionally. But it's not where I want to be, and it's not where I will remain. I love you for listening. Have a good weekend.